All right. Welcome to this Red Bulls and Podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Georges, uh, coming to you not live. I'm not going to say live from Red Bull Recording Studios. <laughs> We're coming to you heavily recorded from the Red Bull Recording Studios. Actually, we just did this last week, so a uh, uh, short amount of lead time. Um, we, in this podcast, uh, talk to top performers in the worlds of adventure, culture, sports, and, and innovation. And every other week, we do a preview podcast, and this is one of those, um, where we provide context. Uh, we, we dive a bit deeper into one subject that is related either directly or tangentially, in this case, directly to next week's podcast guest. Next week's guest is a mountaineer, and uh, not just any mountaineer, but a record-setting mountaineer, a young man of just 32 years of age who completed a feat only about mm, almost 60 people in the history of man have accomplished. It's called the Explorer's Grand Slam, and it sounds like a breakfast menu item. But what it actually is, is a testament to humankind's need to continually find challenges for itself. You see, it's not enough anymore to climb Everest or Mount Kilimanjaro or reach the North and the South Pole. The Grand Slam demands all four of those feats, of course, uh, but it adds to it five more. To wit, the adventurer needs to climb the tallest peak on every continent, which is Mount Vincent in Antarctica, Aconagua in Argentina, Indonesia's Karstens Pyramid, Mount Elbrus in Russia, and Mount Denali in Alaska, in addition to Everest and Kilimanjaro and the North and South Pole, in order to complete it. Originally, the requirement was to journey to the pole from one of the coastal access points by sleds. That means you you docked at a port and you traveled like many, many days, like 50, 60 days overground, dragging a sled to reach the geographical or magnetic north and south pole. But so-called last-degree Grand Slams, where the adventurers get dropped off at the 89th degree by plane and complete the final 69 miles to the 90th degree by themselves on foot or on sled, as it were, or skis, um, those have been included as well as part of Grand Slam. So uh, it's an intense challenge, in other words, uh, one that requires peak physical condition and, and mental conditioning, to be sure but also a sound logistical plan and uh, financial backing. That last degree polar trip I was talking about alone costs more than $60,000. And scaling Mount Everest with Sherpa and all is, is similar. So who are the ones doing this? Well, either you're savvy about finding sponsors like next week's guest or, or the youngest to ever pull it off, a 20-year-old Japanese woman by the name of Marin Minamiya, a brand ambassador for the clothing brand Uniqlo. Or they're the explorers cut from the old cloth, the ones we always seem to read about in history books, wealthy industrialists and businessmen or women keen for the kind of challenge that can pull them out of the boardroom as well as win them new respect within it. David Hempelman Adams is one of those. Uh, the son of a chemical manufacturer from England, Hempelman spent his career in the family business while building up a reputation as an adventurer. The Englishman is the author of five books and eight documentaries about his exploits on land and by air balloon. What is it about rich guys and air balloons, by the way, man? Something like, you, you never hear about, you know, lower middle class people going on air balloon exploits or sitting, yeah, must be, must be the cash, says first name James. Anyway, from 1979 to 1981, 
David Hempelman Adams climbed Everest. He climbed Mount Denali, which back then was known as Mount McKinley, and Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. He knocked off the other four summits in the ensuing years, along with more than two dozen Arctic expeditions. But the North Pole remained elusive. Uh, in 1998, he finally went on his, he went on his third attempt uh, with his Norwegian partner, Rune Geldness. And I totally butchered that, but how cool a name is Rune, by the way. <laughs> Why don't we have it? Why is that popular here? I'm sure. I'm sure the celebrity couples to come will, you know, dip into that. Yeah, it will no longer be Apple and Ivy. It'll be Rune. I know. I missed an opportunity, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Sucking on chocolate to avoid destroying their fillings and listening to Morrissey and Lou Reed, they reach the North Pole, surviving temperatures as low as minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit over a period of 57 days. With that feat, he entered the record books as the first ever to complete the Grand Slam. The feat has since been accomplished by 57 other men and women, including next week's guest, Colin O'Brady. What makes O'Brady's slam even more remarkable is the speed with which he accomplished it. You see, only a handful of people have completed the feat within one year. When Colin finally reached the summit of Mount Denali last year on May 27th, he had taken just 139 days to scale seven summits and reach both poles. His support staff was led by his fiancée, Jenna, who handled online travel bookings the way a Vegas dealer handles a deck of cards, and moved him from pole to summits to pole and back up again in record time. In the process, he raised money to fight childhood obesity and inspired classrooms of children to tackle their own Everest. So we spent our conversation with Colin talking about goal setting. This is something I really wanted to address with him. I wanted to know how someone with very little mountaineering experience goes about setting and then realizing a goal as ambitious as the Grand Slam, especially someone who, like Colin, suffered serious burn injuries when he was 21 that left doctors doubtful he'd ever walk again. He did, of course, first finding success as a triathlete and then embarking on the mountaineering quest to end all quests. He also provides some interesting insight on how he pitched himself initially and the tools he used to get people on board with his vision. He's an incredibly charismatic guy. Uh, he's a very well-spoken young man as well. Um, it was a really enjoyable conversation. I think you guys will get a lot out of it. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week. 